0: Greetings, Cap fans, and welcome to episode 49 of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Verbanis, and as always, I'm joined by Mr. Bob Lucius. Bob. Aho. <laughs>
1: All right. Oh, well, no, I, I wasn't
0: calling you a bad word.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't I, know I, any indigenous languages.
0: It's aho.
1: Ah, that's good. That's good. I don't. I don't know indigenous languages, Rick. Uh, so oh, I'm gonna should have I to,
0: explain this then? I'm going
1: to have to rely on you to explain that greeting.
0: Uh, well, Bob, that is how you say hello in the Kickapoo tribe language. Interesting. Interesting. And how
1: appropriate.
0: I know, because uh, we are going to be covering the United States of Captain America number three, which introduces one of the characters from the Captain's Network. And it just so happens to be a character that it comes from the Kickapoo uh, tribe. So I I looked up how to say hello.
1: Wow. Wow. Your attention to uh, background research is impressive.
0: Well, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. you know, I I I give my all, Bob. I give, you do. I give everything. You do. Every time. Every episode. time you leave you know, you you put it all on the
1: table and there is nothing left.
0: Uh yeah, exactly. Uh so anyway, uh yeah, we're gonna be covering uh this, continue covering this mini series. We've we've covered listen, if you haven't read number three and you're afraid of spoilers, then all right. This isn't your, this is an episode for you. Or if you you haven't listened or read uh, for one and two, you can go back. Uh, we, we reviewed episode, I'm sorry, we reviewed issue number one of the United States of Captain America in episode 41. And then we reviewed number two in episode 45. So you could go back and take a listen to those. Um, you may want to do it just for fun to see how different rick does the voices episode to episode because i don't recall how i did any of these voices from four episodes ago Uh,
1: it's like it's like it's like having a ouija board uh rick becomes possessed in the moment with the voices that he'll use so you know you never know what you're going to get folks
0: that is very true bob (laughs)
1: there you go folks there you
0: go i'm just waiting for when uh marvin the martian oh yes makes yeah. an appearance in captain america because then i could do his voice
1: that would be awesome yeah yeah they've got an alien so i mean why not Right? they got the xenomorph there or what, that's, that's what true it's called? yeah yeah
0: so. captain america could be like throw the shield at at marvin and he'd be like oh you make me so angry <laughs> <laughs> i'm going oh. to blow up the earth I got
1: to tell you, Rick, that would be funny, even if I wasn't drinking. <laughs>
0: Did you ever notice that <laughs> Marvin the Martian sounds like Dudley do
1: You're right. He does have uh, a certain yeah. similarity. Yeah.
0: I'll save you, Penelope.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Right? I mean, isn't that yes. really close?
1: That is close. Yeah. yeah. These hidden mysteries.
0: I know. Yeah. All right. So we'll see what voices I do today. I mean, listen, Captain America, I'm pretty regular on that. Mm-hmm. I've noticed, though, that my Sam Wilson tends to change. Uh, and I don't know if it was from watching the uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier because, you know, the, the MCU version of, of Sam is is from the South as opposed to... Uh, you know from you're right uh, where's from Harlem Harlem, yeah. Harlem right R- yeah. rather from Harlem so I I've in this I've been doing a little more of a southern accent for Sam
1: is it is it is it life imitating art or art imitating life yes.
0: who can tell I don't know there you go wax and poetic on me again I don't know <laughs> we'll see uh, so you know what's been going on in the Facebook page um, gosh you know we keep we keep, um, keep getting more more people joining. Uh, I don't know. We're we up to 4,100, 4,200, something like that. No. Although, I have to say, the, the, the last few months, it's or not – well, however, uh, by the time you listen to us, it'll be a few months. Um, it's been a little less, if, if you've noticed, when I do the uh, the welcome email our welcome post, it's a little less because we've been a little more strict with yeah. uh, the people. We we changed some of the questions. We're 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 making sure that people, you know, answer the questions. Uh so if you are in the group, you are you're a part mm-hmm. of the you're part of the family. It's
1: elite. Yeah. I've always said I never would want to be part of a group that would have me.
0: Okay. Um, Thank you, Groucho. So <laughs> I got I feel like Steve. I got that reference.
1: Yeah, right. So, you know, so you should feel honored out there that uh, you have been accepted.
0: Oh, you know, I feel bad, Bob. Um, I didn't recognize. I mean, OK, I caught it at the time when you said something, but I didn't laugh. And I was too busy talking about something else That's that I didn't the pause for. It. Yeah. Um, this was in the United States of Captain America, number two and we are talking about the speed demon. And, um, you said, I didn't see that coming. Right. And I, was, and I, and I was like, Oh, he's talking about Quicksilver in the MCU, but I just kept going and yeah. I felt bad afterwards. No, Cause you know, so when crazy. I edit these things, I hear them like a million times. Right. Yeah. And right. I'm like, Oh, I, I didn't, Bob, that was witty on your part. Well, and I I totally didn't. I mean, I'm sure the listeners laughed.
1: I, I'd like to I mean, it's, it, to be perfectly upfront, I am, um, you know, my wife and my son never laugh at my jokes. Um, well,
0: I so understand I'm, that, I'm yeah. very
1: much, you know, I'm so sort of used to it.
0: In fact, sure.
1: I, I start every class I teach at the university every every week. I I, I have a joke that I start the class with. And
0: Ooh, what was yeah, it this week?
1: Well, this week I was talking about you know research that I've been reading about climate change, and uh, uh, a group of scientists from Harvard went out and they uh, they they did surveys in different countries and they did, they went to uh, Lebanon, they went to Syria, they went to Israel, they went to Egypt, and uh, they they conducted a survey of you know roughly three thousand respondents in each of these countries to to determine their beliefs about climate change. And the thing that was uh, surprising about Egypt was only 15% of the individual surveyed. Oh my God, surveyed.
0: Bob, did your, your students like go get on with the joke by now? And they now? said
1: 15%, only 15% uh, had any belief that climate change was happening. And I said, you yeah, know, that's crazy. It's it's almost as if they're living in denial. <laughs> <laughs> Just groans, right? Oh. But I warned them, you know, in the first class that I would be telling dad jokes
0: yeah. Every week.
1: These aren't going to be funny jokes. These are going to be dad jokes and they're just going to have to deal with it. So.
0: So, OK, here's the thing about dad jokes. And I think a lot of our listeners are dads um, or, you know, they had one. And so, uh, you know, my sense of humor is very dry. OK. You um, know, I, I, I go for more of the play on words, the witty, the, yeah, the sarcasm, right. the satire. Right? I, yeah. I, I'm more more of that. I'm not over the top. So to me. <laughs> It, it, when it comes to dad jokes, I think it's all in the delivery, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think you could take the same exact joke and if you could tell it in a very dry, like, I'm not trying to be funny kind of offhand kind of remark, yeah. Then I think those are funny personally, not yeah. just me, right. But you know, if you're, if you're trying to be like, a, Hey, did you hear about, <laughs> <laughs> did you hear about the clock that wouldn't, you know what? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you you, then you get a groan. Yeah. Know? Well, yeah. you know, it's not the
1: easiest, Rick, to like, you know, to to tell jokes about climate change. So, uh, you know, you just do the best you can do. Yeah. You know, what I'm
0: equipped with. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, sometimes uh, your audience is hot or cold. But I but
1: I find that after I tell those
0: jokes. Oh my God, Bob! That was a great right there. I just <laughs> gave you a dad joke, but I did it very slight oh, I didn't and even very hear it. subtle. Yeah. I said, sometimes your audience is either hot or cold.
1: Nice. I've been using a lot of, it's getting warmer, it's getting hotter jokes. So that one, they slip right by me. But what I find is- That's the
0: thing. It was a dad joke, but it was in the delivery.
1: It was, yeah. You delivered right past me.
0: But what I found (laughs) is
1: when I tell a joke that's really bad, they're super eager for me to just get to the material. Oh, and that's why they're there after all.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. All right, Mr. Funny Man. Get, the, I'm paying $1,000 for this class. Come on. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing, not to, not to
1: bore the listeners, but the other thing I do is every class, I ask them a, a movie trivia question hmm. that has in some way something to do with sustainability, but it's not, and it always has to do with a science fiction movie but it's a science fiction movie that they invariably have not seen because I only pick ones from the sixties and seventies, mm, sometimes okay. the early eighties. And so, you know, well, well before their time. Sure. And so they got to struggle a bit with, uh, with coming. So this week was Logan's run and, you know, not a single one of them knew the answer to it. So, of course, uh, yeah. But there's always a prize.
0: Get out of class free.
1: Uh, this week was a, uh, an endangered species brand, dark chocolate, velvety, Chocolate
0: bar or something oh, like that. So, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't skim. No man, you bring it. Yeah,
1: education's important. Absolutely. In any case,
0: I used to have talk about uh, not having a sense of humor and uh, a teachers in class. So my freshman year in college, I uh, I had this class. It was the worst class ever. It was the introduction of biological anthropology. Okay, so it was the study of basically cavemen and rocks. Nice. Right? Uh,
1: yeah. That's and it was, at,
0: it was a Monday, Wednesday, Friday class, 8.30 a.m. Lecture uh-huh. hall. Yeah. Boring material. Yeah. First thing in the morning. Yeah. And his name, should I say his name? I won't say his name. But uh, his he doctor, he was a, a doctor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, his last name was, uh, a, a cereal brand, uh, manufacturer. Ah. So I will, I won't say his name, okay. but anyway, he did not have a sense of humor. And so, you know, the far side, right. Yeah. The far side cartoon or yeah. a comic strip, I should say, yeah. right. Uh, Gary Larson yeah. doing those, like those little one square kind of things. And he always, he, you know, he used to do a lot of cavemen. Yeah. Right. I mean, that right. was part of his shtick and, He would put up on the projection, uh, a Gary Larson Far Side, and he'd say, "And if Mister Larson understood, there would be no way that that rock could exist at the same time." And you're just like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" It wasn't even like this is funny, and it pertains to this. He he was he was dissecting Gary Larson's Larson's,
1: the accuracy, Yeah. yeah. Oh boy, this man has no intellectual, uh, you know, honesty. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh boy. So I think I'd enjoy being one of uh, a student in your class,
1: Bob. I, I think you would too. I'm a hoot.
0: <laughs> ask anyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a hoot. Just ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, well. All right. So let's get to uh captain america united states of captain america number three yes please uh you know the solicitation for this uh issue um let's see it goes to uh, this is how marvel solicited it in case you were like should i buy this issue the shield thief targets a cultural landmark in kansas hoping to put a permanent stain on captain america's image Sam and Steve are hot on his trail and aided by Joe Gomez, the Kickapoo tribe's own Captain America. But there's more to the thief's agenda than meets the eye. Are the three caps headed straight into a trap? And do they have any other choice? Uh, so we get to the cover here. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll just kind of mention who's the, uh, the creators, right? So we um, we've, we've had the uh, the writer uh, Christopher Cantwell uh, has been the writer for this series, and Dale Eaglesham has been the penciler, and he's been inking his own work. Uh, Matt Miller is the colorist. We have Joe Karma, uh, I think it's Karamanga, is a letterer, and then we have the trio of editors: Alana Smith, Martin Biro, and Tom Brevoort. Now, this cover is uh, by uh, Gerard Perell who I think has been doing uh, the covers, although Alex Ross did the first issue, I think, right? He did, Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so, uh, and on the cover here, we have Captain America uh, standing next to Joe Gomez, who is the Kickapoo tribe's Captain America. And uh, they're both in their garb uh, standing Back to back with their fists raised, almost like they've they're surrounded and they've been in a fight because they they look like they've been been through the ringer. And um, now, just like last issue, I'm a little taken aback by the fact that they 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 put Cap in his normal uniform uh, as opposed to what he's been wearing in the story. But that's typical, right? I mean, you know, they they got to put him in the one that everybody recognizes um, on the cover. <clears throat> And then, uh, how would you? Do you want to describe how Joe Gomez's uh, uh, Captain America costume looks like? Do you want to describe it to the listeners?
1: It's hard. It's hard to describe, Rick. I mean, why do you think I'm
0: giving it to you, Bob? Yeah,
1: it's a tough. uh, You know, it's 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 tough, Rick. I'm not exactly an expert or a specialist in uh, indigenous uh, attire, but I would say, you know, it looks just like you might expect. An indigenous uh, sort of person to adapt the Captain America red, white, and blue.
0: I, I, I'm going to stop you here, Bob, because uh, you you keep throwing that term around. Indigenous. Now, I think for some of our listeners, they may not a hundred percent understand what you mean by that.
1: Uh, you yeah, know, we we have historically called. Uh, uh, you know, initially we called them Indians, right? That's not quite appropriate. We call them Native American peoples. I guess that's uh, still Native Americans. Right, right, Native Americans. But, you know, uh, I think the, you know, at least in the circles that I move in, you know, uh, indigenous peoples are now sort of the, the accepted term for replying, uh, referring to what we once called the sort of Native peoples to a, to a land.
0: Got it. Okay. Just want to make sure all our listeners are on understanding because you're trying to paint a picture here visually.
1: It's a good point. It's a good point. It's a good question, Rick. Sometimes we take, you know, the words we use for granted and uh, they're not, maybe not necessarily universally uh, used or understood or whatever, but in any any case, so, you know, he's got the, he's got a, you know, a headdress with, uh, with of course the A on it with some feathers. He's wearing a blue mask. He's got the star on his chest but it's sort of a it almost almost looks like uh, Steve Rogers uh, uh, you know secret Avengers costume right his shield costume um, uh, underneath with uh, with the with a white star with a red background and he's got uh, sort of these almost look like uh, shoulder pads that have stars on them as well but that are, are fringed with it uh, looks to be red animal fur so it's mm-hmm. you know it's a very sort of you know, indigenous version of, of what we expect Captain America to wear.
0: Very, uh, very nicely done. uh, Good description. Um, And then of course, um, you know, when we post this in our our Facebook group, uh, we'll, we'll certainly include the cover on there. So if anybody wants to get a, uh, an eyeball on that as well. All right. So
1: I got to say, Rick, I mean, uh, I don't have to say, but I'm going to say it. Um, I do like that uh, the, they do have the design variants for each of these issues where mm-hmm. we can see sort of how the artist conceptualized uh, what this character would look like. And so for each of the first three issues, they have a, a variant that gives us the, the design from different perspectives. And I think that's really cool. I mean, they're not... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they, they're never really valuable in terms of collectors, but you know if you are a cap person, they're 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 just cool to have. Um, mm-hmm. I always appreciate those.
0: Yeah, no, it's a good point. And and also I want to point out too that uh, there, all of these issues have two stories in them, right? There's the main story which has Steve and Sam and their interaction with uh, the villains and uh, the Captain's Network, uh, and then there's a backup story uh, for the. character from the captain's network that was introduced in this issue and uh, we we have not been covering the backup story uh, not because they're not good stories it's just we want to make sure that uh, you know people have something to to look forward to and go out and buy the comic so uh, by all means go out and buy the comic Um, but for the first story in this uh, we'll be covering uh, today now I'm going to read the uh, the recap for so people uh, understand what's been going on in the previous two issues. Over the decades, many have taken up the mantle of Captain America, drawing inspiration from Steve Rogers, the original Sentinel of Liberty. Whoever wields the shield carries on the fight for freedom for all. Days before he was due to lend his shield to a museum exhibit, Captain America was ambushed by a super fast assailant wearing his costume. The imposter stole Cap's shield and used it to attack a train. Steve and Sam Wilson, a.k.a. The Falcon, were aided in their rescue efforts by an unexpected ally, Aaron Fisher, a member of the Captain's Network, a loose collective of people protecting their communities under the mantle of Captain America. Shortly after, Aaron was wounded by a sniper, leading Sam and Steve to believe that someone was targeting the members of the Captain Network. Sam agreed to suit up again as Captain America alongside Steve, and together they set out to reclaim the shield and protect the network. Their mission brought them to Pennsylvania, where they helped Harrisburg's local cap, Michelle Wright, fight off an assassination attempt by the shield thief and his commander, who were secretly Cap's longtime enemies, Speed Demon and Cynthia Superior Schmidt in disguise. So that was the big reveal on the last page of issue two. So now we're in northern New Mexico. It's the middle of the day, in the middle of the desert. And there's uh, the speedster in Captain America's uniform with a shield on his back running through the desert. Almost looks like meet meep. Meet meep.
1: meep. (laughs) I know, they just need to get some acne materials out there to trip them
0: up. And in hot pursuit are cap uh steve and sam now as it's mentioned sam is wearing his captain america outfit with his new shield on the back and then uh, he's on his motorcycle and then steve's on his motorcycle but he's wearing his uh commander outfit which is um the the blue outfit with the the white star in the middle and and the, the three white stripes going from either side on it um, and he's got the helmet that I I don't particularly care for. Uh, you know I've never been a fan of the chin strap. Huh? I don't like that on my cap. I'm yeah. A purist that way.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It's very soldierly.
0: Uh yeah. I don't know. Uh, I was, gonna, I was I, gonna wear my helmet. I've
1: got it up there. I was gonna slap it on tonight with the chin strap, but uh, you know I look like a dork in it.
0: So uh, you're gonna save that for later.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So, <clears throat> um. Here's Sam, and he says, I could catch him on the road, but this ain't a mountain bike. He's cresting 125 miles per hour. It's still getting faster. We're going to lose him. And in two minutes, we're going to be in southern Kansas. And then all of a sudden, uh, Speed Demon jumps over a huge crevice because he's going so fast he can do it. But uh, the two caps um, slide up to the edge and stop their motorcycles. Let him go. We'll end up wrecking out here, and then we'll have to walk out of New Mexico. We know where he's going anyway. Been gathering intel on the captains. There's a man named Joe Gomez on the Kickapoo Reservation up in Kansas. Kind of a fix-it guy for the community. And it's rumored that sometimes he calls himself Captain America. Don't you have a phone? What? You got a piece of paper with chicken scratch all over it. You could just use your phone. I do use my phone. For calling people. So, our fast guy. We sure? Well, it's not Quicksilver. He's too proud to wear those stripes. Proud? Petro wears a diagonal lightning bolt. And Wizard's still dead. And then all of a sudden, Sam and Steve look at each other and they say at the same time, Speed Demon. Has to be, right? Has to be. The annoying voice. And he was never a big fan of you or me. Any thoughts on the woman? And they uh, they start to take off in their motorcycle to get back to the road. German accent gives me a few thoughts. But again, I want to be sure. Regardless, we got to get to Joe Gomez before they do. They've done enough damage already. And then the next page cuts back to a, a couple of um, flashbacks. And it's two days ago. And you see Speed Demon in Cap's uniform throwing his... S.H.I.E.L.D. at a jet that's taking off. Took out that F-16 in South Dakota during fighter wing exercises. Pilot was barely able to eject. And then yesterday, he ruined the 4th of July parade in Guthrie, 17 injured. That one felt like insult to injury. I did not just chase these people across Texas to watch them raise hell in every corner of the country. And I want our S.H.I.E.L.D. back. It's interesting that Steve says our shield. Yeah. Back. Yeah. I like but, that. Do you? I, I do. do. I, I'm worried now, Bob. I'm worried. I've been, you know, I've been kind of, I noticed it in the first issue. And then I really noticed it in the second issue. Mm-hmm. Like in the first issue, when Steve sees Sam, he says, uh, when he comes up and Sam's got the costume on, uh, the cap costume, he goes, oh, it looks better on you. Right, and mm-hmm. then the second issue, he says something else to that effect. Something uh, I can't recall off the top of my head, but something about the I'm not so sure about you know Captain America these days. Like he's been showing doubt mm-hmm. about his effectiveness of, as Captain America. He's been showing praise for Sam as Captain America. He just said our shield. I'm I'm starting to get a little concerned. That when this series is over, Steve's not Cap, and the new series kicks off, and maybe it's like it was before, where mm-hmm. we got a character who's the new Cap, and then maybe we, you know, in an own series like Sam did, and, oh. and then we've got Steve, you know, being his own guy, you yeah. know, and 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 so I don't know. I, I think I just that's got a good that read. Vibe.
1: That's a good read on the situation. I think you know, uh, considering. You know, considering the success in the, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and where things seem to be going uh, in in that sort of slice of our reality, I think that's you know that's a good that's a good read, and particularly since he he is wearing the Commander Rogers uh, uniform in this series, um, I think you've got uh, I think you've drawn a
0: bead on something. Yeah, so I you know I thought it through, and it doesn't make sense. I, it would make sense if Captain America 4, that movie, is coming out next year. But it's not. It's going to take a couple of years before that movie comes out. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense if Sam Wilson in the MCU is Captain America to have a book as Sam Wilson as Captain America. It just makes sense. It's, it's business sense. It's marketing. Yeah. It's... You know, hey, there's people out there who're gonna enjoy the movie. They enjoy the TV show. Let's give them a comic book, right? It makes sense, but it's too soon to do that now, huh. right? Because the movie's at least a couple years away. Well, yeah, you know. That's, so I don't know.
1: That's what twenty-four issues, man. What's I twenty-four issues? Two years away, right? Oh, oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Because this series is gonna end. You know, we, we got two more issues, and then it's yeah. and it's over. And then, yeah, and then we anticipate that the new Captain America ongoing series will pick up. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I, I, I'm on the fence on this one. Um, I see exactly what you're saying, but I also see that I, I could really get into some, uh, it's gotta be good writing, right? It's gotta, it's gotta be awesome writing to explore Steve Rogers. Uh, and we've done this before, you know, we've obviously gone down this road before Steve Rogers, exploring what everything means to him and what it's like to operate, without the uniform um you've seen this before and, and i could get into
0: that again um but it, you know it all depends on the writing 100 so. percent. all right so uh they get to kansas and they're at joe gomez's house and uh it's it's evening and there he is uh joe is standing there to uh to let um the costumed Sam and Steve in the door. Now Joe, he he looks he looks like a big guy, right? Um, so he's I don't know how tall he is, but he's he's about as tall, almost as tall as Steve. Um, and you know he's uh, uh, Native American. He's got uh, a ponytail uh, in the back. Um, he's wearing a nice dress shirt and dress slacks. Uh, you know, good looking guy. I I would put him maybe at that 30 range i don't know but when we go deeper into the comic we find out he's 43 he's looking Ah, good for 43 he is man Man. so cap says people say i look
1: i look great for 63 so
0: you don't look a day over 62 bob
1: yeah i appreciate
0: that so you know
1: unfortunately as you know i'm 53 so (laughs) i'm I'm never quite sure how to take that but uh (laughs) in any case
0: Joe Gomez, we called ahead. Hey, come on in. Thanks, Joe. I'm glad we found you. You kidding me? When you called, I didn't believe it. But then it made a little sense. Because you're one of them, the captains. I mean, look, are you here to tell me to knock it off? No, we we wouldn't. And and Sam and Steve are sitting on his couch. Sam looks at Steve and says, What my friend here is trying to say is we're honored that these stars and stripes belong to everybody. Sam's right. But we're here tonight, Joe, because you're in a lot of danger. Right. The uh, guy dressed like you running around stirring up trouble, I still don't get why anyone would care about me all the way out here. That's just it. These stars and stripes, they are for everybody but these people want to tear all that down. Can I, I want to show you something. And they they get up and he walks him to one of the bedrooms. I do maintenance out here. Fix folks pipes and fridges and stuff for free when I can. And the authorities around here don't, well, someone's got to fill in the gaps, help out. That's why I take this captain thing pretty seriously. And then Steve walks into the the room and he's holy moly and uh there's a big splash page of this room that's dedicated to captain america there's uh framed photos uh everywhere up on all the walls i mean they just packed uh and then there's magazines there's newspapers there's old looks like movie reels um and steve's standing there just dumbfounded and he goes This is, I, why me? You don't remember me, do you? Don't sweat it. Look, why you? Because you mean it. When you say it, you mean it. What everybody else out there promises us, says we can have, but then takes away. They don't see us. But what you believe in, what you fight for, it's for all of us. Everyone, like you said. I I feel like I could do better. No, no, listen, you don't need to be my hero, but you can inspire me to be one. And that's what this series is all about, right? That's it right there is in that, a nutshell, man. Is Steve inspiring people to 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 be heroes?
1: You could take that one panel and that that's
0: it. Mm-hmm. So they're sitting at uh, his dining room table, kitchen table, and uh, they're looking at uh, some, some papers. And uh, uh, Joe says, saw this dynamite order come through two days ago for a construction contractor, but he never ordered it. And it never got here. Dynamite. Any nearby targets? Something that could really wound spirits? Sam says, Monroe Elementary School. The the integration site, Brown versus Board, and it's less than an hour from here. Uh, so, Bob, do you want to talk about uh, Brown versus Board and, and why that's important?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that was the overturning of Separate but Equal, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and uh, led the way for integration of uh, of education. For, for all people, regardless of, uh, of their skin color.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So uh, back in 1954, uh, it was Brown versus the Board Edu- Board of Education of Topeka. Yeah. And it was a, a decision in uh, the Supreme Court, which ruled that U.S. state laws establishing racial seg- segregation in public schools are unconstitutional. So it is a very important thing. So apparently the the school... Monroe Elementary School was where that was was out. And Joe says, take out a captain and a massive symbol of American unity in one night. Give me 10 minutes. And he starts going upstairs. And Steve says, for what? So I can suit up. And he smiles. So the next page is a big splash. And it's uh, it's Joe in, in his his full garb, uh, the way you described him, Bob. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's on his motorcycle, and they're traveling uh, via moonlight uh, along the mountainside here. And there's a quote, and it's from Helen Hunt Jackson in 1875. And the quote says, cure for freedom's harms is freedom still.
1: Any thoughts on that? Man, I you know I uh, I you know when I read this the first time, first couple mm-hmm. times, you know I sort of lingered on that, and um, it's a tough one to wrap your head around. Yeah, right. You know, um, and I'm still not what not sure what to make of it. Particularly, I mean, I don't want to get into any any political talk or anything like that, no, Rick. No. But I mean, it's one of those things where it really it sort of sits with you, uh, particularly in our. The present context about you know the arguments that we're having about different things and and uh that's that's it sort of resonates you
0: know yeah i'd say so yeah i mean i I guess you know a lot of these things are up for interpretation right so yeah um to me the way it reads is you know there's some harms that come with freedom but the cure for that is still freedom Mm -hmm. you know So I don't know. It's interesting. I I, I guess I would love to have Christopher Cantwell on here so we could talk with him and ask him questions like this, because uh, why why is this quote relevant and what does it mean to him?
1: And I got to tell you, we'd be asking him questions that he doesn't get asked elsewhere.
0: I know. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Bob, last time I checked, we are the number one podcast about Captain America comic books.
1: I think I've I read that. I don't know if it was Time or Newsweek or something, but I mean, I read it someplace. I
0: mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Might have been
1: in the group. I'm not sure.
0: Uh, I think it was the Facebook group, yeah. Uh, or it might have been my my own post. I'm not I don't <laughs> But anyway, uh, so they're at the elementary school and it's late at night and uh, Cap says, pretty quiet. I can't figure out how they're going to, to involve my shield. Maybe this is about more than the shield. Prescott spoke here last week. Prescott, governor candidate. He's the front runner in the primary right now. And he's Cheyenne. Wow. Wait, Prescott, he was here last week? Yeah. This might not be about a place. It might be about a man. And just then, uh, Superior comes out in her garb her red white and blue garb with a machine gun and she starts firing on the three of them but cap gets his uh electric shield his photon shield up very quickly just in time and bob what's the uh what's the sound the machine gun makes <laughs> <laughs> still think I love, it's a bug zapper
1: <laughs> i love <laughs> i love the uh the sound effects that uh comic writers try to uh
0: know
1: to use to get that sound across
0: um and then so next page uh steve's got his shield up joe's got his shield up but sam is throwing his shield and he uh disarms superior uh and he says well we fell for that one pretty good who the hell is that one of the people who wants you dead And um, then Superior says, none of you leave here alive. Thought you didn't want to make us a martyr. Change of plan. She comes at him with a knife. It's good if every last person in your uniform dies. And he flips her and he disarms her because, you know, Steve's a great hand-to-hand combatant. Knew I recognized that blade. Schmidt fairly Schmidt family heirloom. Tell me, how is your dear old dad? His skull still red? Make your jokes. What's divided will fall. Well, Cynthia, you just went up against the United team of three. You're not dividing anything. You've already been divided. And just then, a shadowy figure comes and hits Steve from behind with a metal pipe. And then... Next page, Steve wakes up from the blackness, and he looks like his head's ringing, and he looks, Sam, Joe, and he goes over, and and they've both been stabbed. Stay with me, Sam, Joe, Joe, and Sam sits up, but Joe's in worse shape. Something ambushed us, something big, Joe. Well... I'm not doing so hot. You're hurt. Bad. We've got to get you out of here. Prescott. Prescott's speaking today in town. They got me good, but they didn't try to kill me. Joe was the target, just like Nichelle and Aaron. Adding us to the body count isn't part of the plan, at least not yet. I think I just ticked her off. Whoever else was there, that's who's in charge. And so they're on the b- back of the motorcycle and, and bringing Joe. So they, uh, they're they in Topeka, and it's daytime now. And they got Joe. Yeah, so they're at the, the campaign speech, and um, there's a big crowd. They got Joe on a gurney going into an ambulance, and, and Joe says to Steve, I'm not out for the count. I can still mix it up. You're going to be fine as long as you go to the hospital right now. That's two, Cap. That's two. What are you? Cap, I'm in the crowd. Something's off. I feel like I'm being watched. Coming to you now, Sam. Stay there. Maybe it's my recent head injury, but I feel like someone's got a bead on me. And then just then, we've got uh, Prescott coming up uh, onto the stage. And he uh, he's waving to the crowd. Hello, Kansas. You have eyes on anything? I feel tingling in the back of my neck, you know. And just then, Speed Demon, dressed as Cap, comes right up, and he gets his shield next to Sam, and he flings it. And Steve yells, Sam, he's gonna. And uh, Joe says to the the medic, wait. But the shield is being flung at Prescott's head at, at a high velocity, which probably could kill him if not maim him but just in the nick of time next page and we've got who we got here boom baby it's our man it's bucky Barnes. that's right in his winter soldier outfit and he comes and he knocks the shield down with his metal arm Uh, or at least he knocks it off course and it just barely misses prescott but goes into concrete and sticks there so you could see what kind of velocity that shield had. And so you got uh, Sam and Steve running after. Um, and, uh, go and, and Steve says, Bucky, I'm on Speed Demon. And Speed Demon's like, ah, stupid thing. He's trying to get the, the shield that's been wedged into the concrete. Bucky, what are you doing here? Right, now i got to figure out, what's my voice for Bucky? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Hey, Cap! <laughs> no,
1: no, maybe not, huh?
0: Yeah. <laughs> when you took down a police station in Pennsylvania, I thought it might be good to see what the hell's going on. Damn it, we're going to lose him again. But just then, uh, as Speed Demon's getting the, the shield out of the cement, Joe comes over and hits him and knocks him down. He's too fast. Joe, okay, now I think I'm ready to go to the hospital. So the next page, this is the last page of the story, and it says hours later, and we got Sam, Steve and Bucky at a gas station filling up motorcycles. And you hear in the uh, I guess you hear the radio playing. And in light of the attack, I've been thinking more about my wife and children. Nothing is worth putting them in danger. And I'm not sure if America is ready for a candidate like me. That's why I'm withdrawing from the primary race this time. Thank you. So Bucky says, Prescott's dropping out. I don't get it. He's okay. We saved him. Barely. It's not easy to be the first of anything. Imagine what he had to deal with before actual attempts on his life. What do you want me, what do you want to do, Steve? Prescott shouldn't be out of the race. Joe shouldn't be in the hospital. We're stopping this imminently. Bucky, I need you on this. You know I'm in. Sam, I never left. Then let's go put an end to this now. To be continued hey all right all right so then uh one other page we'll cover uh that way because we've done it in the last two uh issues is there's um this kind of um i guess note that's been put into uh the the database about the captains network and this one is the captain america of the kickapoo tribe Notes compiled by Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson. There's a picture of him and where he is on the map and where they've been traveling. Name, Joe Gomez. Kickapoo name. Ch- Let's see. Is it... That's uh, oh, a T. And that stands for Thunder That Jumps Across the Sky. And the clan that he's in is Thunder. Age, 43. He looks great for 43. Mm-hmm. The last known location, the Kickapoo Reservation in Kansas, Data, a construction worker and handyman who took up the mantle of Captain America to protect his reservation, champions the overlooked and underserved in his community and elsewhere. Note from Steve, everybody we met had only nice things to say about this guy. Seems like he's fixed an air conditioner or a leaky sink for about everyone on the street. Note from Sam, give you an idea, Steve. You're going to come over and fix my air conditioner? Note from Steve, as if I know how air conditioners work.
1: Uh. No, 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 no. No, I know what you're going to say, but don't say it. Because, you know, I think if we, if we look back at the first two issues, right, and we looked at the notes, right, we saw, okay, we had Aaron, he's out there, he's out there fighting against uh, discrimination against uh, uh, transgender and and, and uh, folks that are in minorities. And then we saw Nichelle, right? And she's also, she's out there, she's bruising knuckles, like, doing the things that she's doing, right?
0: Right.
1: But this whole, this whole uh, storyline is about uh, what would Cap do, right? And, right. uh, Sometimes you know we have these grandiose ideas about what would Cap do, right? You got to go out there and you got to like, you know, bruise knuckles, right? Okay. Uh, but Joe's not that way, man. He can also he can do that. Obviously, he's he's a strapping dude, man, and he's got the uniform and he's out doing stuff. And we learn a little bit more, I think, about him in in the follow-on story, kind of you know a little bit a little bit about his origins. But but it's also just about being out there helping your neighbor that's what cap would do and so i kind of like that they've throttled back a little bit on the sort of description about uh what he's like as a person that like sometimes man it's just being human it's right being decent Mm -hmm. and uh, so i I like that
0: what did you think i was going to say
1: i don't know (laughs) <laughs> huh? i have no idea man. sometimes I, mean, I don't even listen but yeah uh, no yeah you know i thought i thought you were going to say that didn't sound particularly sexy right it didn't sound like what, fixing
0: leaky air conditioners man no 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 i i i just didn't i didn't have a problem with with joe i don't have a problem with joe all right i just felt i don't know the dialogue note from sam giving you an idea steve you're going to come over and fix my air conditioner and then Steve says, "Is if I know my air, how air conditioners work?" Uh, I have no idea. Nah, it just seems yeah. da- it's not dialogue I'm used to hearing from the two of them. I, I like the banter, yeah. but that, that 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 you know that part left me a little wanting. But all right, you okay. know, I'm just hey, listen, man, I'm just I'm bringing it. I'm being real, right? Yeah, I mean, I overall, really enjoy the story. Overall, Cantwell gets what Cap's all about. I like the concept. Uh, I like the that the buddy buddy, uh, you know, uh, going across country, um, you know, uh, I like all that. That particular dialogue wasn't wasn't my favorite. Yeah,
1: well, I got to tell you, I got to be honest with you, Rip. Um, I didn't love this issue. Okay, I didn't. Uh, I felt it. It sort of lacked a little, a little of the magic from the first two issues. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I don't know what it was. I think uh, there was a, a great deal of effort uh in the first two issues maybe or maybe i just wasn't aware of it didn't resonate with me in this issue that they tried to make it really relevant there was a lot of historical there was a couple historical elements you know woven into issue three but i but i think there was a missed opportunity because this this series thus far has not only been entertaining but it's been education It's given you opportunities to sort of dig in a little bit Mm -hmm. uh uh, driven by the dialogue and and I, I just seemed a little bit hollow on there it just, it just didn't didn't resonate with me in the same way as the previous issues
0: yeah i could see that um you know i mean you know number one it was introducing a lot had a good uh monologue in the beginning number two we had a couple of good battle scenes and uh we got the the villain reveal number three you know didn't have those types of elements in it so it was you know didn't you know but that's okay right i mean they yeah. can't all be fantastic yeah. this is the middle of a story it's not uh it's not the the beginning trying to grip you and it's not the the end trying to to bring uh you know a good resolution so you know that's okay um you know but i i think uh Eaglesham, you know did a, a you know a nice job with the art um and uh you know then like i said there's a backup story here that uh basically kind of fills in the whole part where he says joe says to steve that's two cap that's two so what was he referring to well read the backup story and you'll know yeah
1: yeah you know and this uh and this issue has something that the previous issues haven't had uh that i think uh, is is awesome and i encourage everyone who reads this series to uh participate somewhere you know what i'm talking about rick I'm 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 all like a tither. Tell me. The captain's communication. The letters to the editor, man. This is the oh, first yes, issue yes, that actually yeah, yeah, that has some letters and some some Twitter yeah. comments, right that they published.
0: Yeah, 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 on the second page, yeah. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, so yeah, I I they are. There's some good good stories in here. I mean, uh, good letters in here. Um, you know, there's one that yeah, wasn't thrilled, but uh, you know, and I think they, they put that in there just to be fair balance. But yeah. most of these, uh, almost all of them, uh, you know, are really, really pleased. And and also I think it goes back to, you know, I don't want to, you know, go through these again. I want people to, to buy the comic. And this is another reason to buy it. Um, but the you know, they they were basically saying what we thought they would say, which is, hey, I found something I could relate to and it, you know, on a personal level. And I, you know, I really enjoyed the comic for, for that reason. And Hey, I'm happy for that. And I'm great. uh, I'm grateful that Marvel uh, is doing that. So anyway, yeah, good stuff. Uh, Read the letters. All right. And so we'll get back to um, this story uh, with number four uh, in episode 53. So we'll come back in four weeks uh, which will uh, this one comes out on september 15th and then our uh, episode 53 comes out october 13th so you know what happens between now and then bob what happens rick next episode oh my god bob we're turning 50 <sighs>
1: oh it's not the first time buddy i hope this <laughs> one turns out better than the
0: last oh man we're turning <laughs> 50 bob how'd that happen Oh my goodness. I know. Where'd the time go? Well, I will say this, um, thanks to a, a, a big input from, uh, a handful of, of listeners who decided to become patrons, uh, we could stick around a little longer, right? So we did get, uh, a handful of new patrons, uh, you know, after we announced our, our new premium where we're giving out, uh, the, what would cap do challenge coin, um, a lot of people seem to, yeah, it's been a big hit. And a lot of people uh, saw the images of it and are like, yeah. And they signed up. So um, we're grateful for that. And because of that, we'll be probably around for maybe another 50 episodes. you know, I hope we, so. We'd, we'd, we don't plan on going anywhere. You know, every every Wednesday, new comic book day is also new podcast for the captain america comic book fans and we've got some great ideas
1: rick i mean we've talked about it offline man we've got some great ideas
0: we really do you know i mean i think we're really we've already recorded it so we're very excited for episode 52 where we talk to none other than the legendary captain america and many other series writer steve Engelhart. so uh stick around for that that'll be that that's episode 52 well as always bob it's been fun wrapping cap with you it
1: has it has let's do this again soon
0: Rick. sounds good he's bob lucius i'm rick forbonus and you've been listening to the captain america comic book fans podcast <laughs>